live from New York. The show that isn't running to be the new head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> it's first things first. I've got an could... idea. <laughs> have the same idea. Mark Jackson. I, I'm just saying. You've said that for 12 teams, bro. Bro. <laughs> so I need to hire the brother. I don't think he's getting a job. Today. Probably not. <laughs> Mahomes the underdog. Are the odds makers and Chris Broussard making another mistake in doubting Ooh. the reigning champ? Meanwhile, oh, wow. another Josh year, Byron, another vacation for Josh Allen. Is there a chance Bill Belichick could turn the Bills around? Mm. And finally, a special conference championship edition of Mahomes Mountain alongside Nick Wright. I'm Kevin Wilds. Brew, outside of Mark Jackson, who do you want for that Bucks job? I'm not sure yet. <laughs> <laughs> like the that's Bucks. the name that's come to mind. <laughs> Doc, Doc's going to get it. I'm not the Doc's Co- Coach Bud like back. Doc. They're not bringing Coach Bud mean? back. Wild time about getting back to Josh, you with Josh, you know run what? Run the numbers on Coach no, Bud. Oh, right. NBA championship? Not a terrible oh. idea. Thank you. Not a terrible idea. We start with the AFC championship. Ravens favored by three and a half points Sunday at three o'clock through. The Ravens are used to going into people's homes <laughs> and making, their sa- making sandwiches, yep. putting their feet up, yep. having a soda pop. They will also invite <laughs> you over eat a sandwich in front of you, not even offer you a small bite. Analytically, this is represented in point differential. Best in the league (laughs) and top four since 2000. Lamar on there twice. Uh, No team has won the Super Bowl, but impressive regular season. So, Brew, do the Ravens deserve to be favorites? Is this this is really the question? <laughs> yeah, we agreed on it five hours ago. I, I, I'm still I, I, for five hours. I've been like, <laughs> really? Yeah. They agree? No. N- yes, they should be the favorites. Mm-hmm. I'll be surprised if Nick Wright doesn't even say they should be the favorites. Now the Chiefs obviously are a tough foe, and it's going to be a tough game. Mm-hmm. But to say they shouldn't be the favorites is ridiculous. Let me count the ways oh, they should go. be the favorites. Right, this is what Number I was one. hoping for yesterday, and instead we got a, a foot-long sub. This is the bruise analysis. This is a coaching analysis. Best record in the league, the Baltimore Ravens. That's good. All right. Best defense in the league, the Baltimore Ravens. In fact, the first team, and you know this, Nick, ever in the history of the NFL to lead the league in scoring defense, takeaways, and sacks. All right. First team since 1996 to have the number one scoring defense and the first team all-pro quarterback, Lamar Jackson. And guess what that team in 96 did? The Packers. They won Won the Super Super Bowl. Bowl. All right? So, I mean, and they beat seven playoff teams by an average of 22 points a game. This includes last week's playoff game against Houston. Playoff team. They obviously have the presumed presumed MVP. They're at home. They got a Super Bowl-winning coach. I mean, this is no disrespect, I don't think, to the Chiefs. Yes, they should be favorite. Okay. That was very cogent. That was not bad. That made a lot of sense. If I was as sarcastic as Brew, when I make those types of points, I would have even said that was cute because it was well done. It was true. So I have a much more basic analysis, Wilds. Yeah. Is it the playoffs right now? Yeah. Are the Chiefs playing Tom Brady? No. Well then, no. They are they playing Joe Burrow? Well, so no. I'm just like so. No. So here's the thing, I, I don't bring this up a lot because it hurts Mahomes' goat argument that eventually we will be making. Mm-hmm. Right. But outside of playing Tom Brady, he's 13 and one in the playoffs. Pretty good. And that one loss, by the way, was in overtime by three points, which would mean the three and a half is certainly too much. And 
Brew brought up good stats about the Ravens' defense. What is true is, in my opinion, there were two defenses that you could make a case were the best in football this year. That we've th- or that you could make a case right now. The, now that we've seen, because Cleveland I got hear the case went by the, the Chiefs. Okay, so right the the Baltimore that the best the, right the Baltimore Ravens were number six in yards, number one in scoring, number one in sacks. Huh? The Chiefs were number two in yards, number two in scoring, number two in sacks. So they were. points per game behind Baltimore and 20 yards per game ahead of Baltimore. The sacks were 60 to 57. And so if we are looking at it from that perspective and while the Ravens played more post they played better teams, the Chiefs played better quarterbacks. And so when you look at it, and I know you did, Brew, because you've studied it, and I know you looked at it, uh, the playoff teams the the Ravens beat, what they were missing was the great Great well, the quarterbacks that we yeah, think Stroud. are great. Stroud this week, absolutely. Stafford. And so Stafford and Stafford, by the and way, the, Trevor, de- I mean, the defense, right, but the defense didn't play well Golf. in the game against Stafford. Right. I would I mean, argue. I would right. argue they the defense six, didn't play right. well in the it was Golf. 37-31. Yeah. And so to me, I believe the defenses are a wash. And if you want to give the tiniest of edges to Baltimore, that's fine. But I don't think you think it is a substantial no, edge. I, I just think they're better. So right. then no. So, because the Chiefs' question was their offense, and they have solved it. The Chiefs stopped punting. I can't say they stopped turning the ball over because of the goal line fumble, but they have cleaned that up. Mahomes has cleaned it up. Rasheed Rice has been the guy that, when they didn't go out and sign a receiver, it was because they didn't want to have someone kind of slow his evolution over the course of the year. Kelsey, who looked like, ah, is he entering a different phase of his career, has been excellent. Mm -hmm. I think he was excellent, oddly, in the first playoff game as well as far as getting open, but he was dropping the football. And in yesterday, this weekend's playoff game, he was great. And so if the Chiefs are in the postseason and they're not playing Tom Brady, no one should be a favorite. Well, well, Cincinnati beat him, obviously, with Joe Burrow. And here's the other thing, look. Quickly, the defense, yes, it, it's a good defense. There's no doubt. It is a top defense in the league. I do think Baltimore's is, sig- now I want to say significantly better, but clearly better. Okay. I think they are the better defense. And the Chiefs, I don't know that the – Mahomes, you obviously trust. But I'm not sure the offense is soft. Number one, you were facing an injury-depleted defense against Miami and injury-depleted defense against Buffalo. And then on the other side of the ball, I saw Buffalo run at will. I mean, they ran for 200, almost 200 yards. They ran at will. Did you just – a lot of head right now. Not that much heart. (laughs) <laughs> Not that much heart from you. So I want to I want to open that up right now cuz you're well, the first I, person Look, I love call. Mahomes. See, here we yeah. go. That's right. And earlier this year you're like, "You know what? When Mahomes has the ball, I don't feel like he's that guy." And next thing you know, best passer rating of the year, most deep throw completions of the year, Kelsey's first multiple touchdown Nine game of the year. 9 yards per play, the best well, look, of any game I, in the I, I So heart-wise, are you like, "Oh, there he is, I, my old friend." Yes, but what I understand is that you don't win it every year, no matter how good. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Tom Brady, you don't win it every year. And I think Baltimore is looking great, and Kansas City's looking good right now, but I just think they're going to get beat. So I want to be very clear here on what I'm saying. 
Because I do not feel about this game the way I felt about the Bills game. I was shocked the Bills game was as close as it was. I thought the touchdown that they could have gotten at the end would have been more in line with how I thought that game was going to go as far as the Chiefs Did being able to score in the mid-30s. Them, like, I, the Chiefs I, clearly were moving yeah, on it, but they were moving you, on the Chiefs You and too. I view the what the Bills did offensively very differently, and I'm not saying I'm right, you're wrong, we just view it differently. I viewed the Chiefs, the Bills as falling exactly into the Chiefs game plan, mm. which was we will we – We'll give you death by a thousand cuts. Let you do that to us because, A, we believe you're going to get antsy and make a mistake, and they did in the fake punt, and they did on the Josh Allen fumble. The Chiefs just didn't scoop it up. As long as we don't get beat over the head for those those bam touchdowns. And so I... The reason I think the Bills ran as well as they did was the same reason why it's one of the only games in the Allen era. They didn't have a single chunk play. I think they were giving them that mm-hmm. to take away the other. But the the point that I was trying to make here was, or about in reference to that is, I do not think it is out of the realm of possibility Baltimore wins. I think Baltimore is excellent. I think Lamar has played as The best version of Lamar Jackson is the one we've gotten this year, and he's coming off his greatest postseason moment by a mile. Uh, This is not can Baltimore win, what I'm trying to say. What I'm saying is no one deserves to be the favorites over a healthy Chiefs team. Until proven otherwise, if you are 13 and one in the postseason, and we can show, can we show quickly the, can we show quickly the the pre-Super Bowl numbers? Because you're right, Brew. They don't win it every year. But LeBron did go every year. Jordan went every year. Jordan actually won all six of those years as well. But Mahomes, before the Super Bowl, is as close to a perfect player as there is. And the two losses were in overtime. One of them, he didn't get the ball, and they didn't change the rules for him. And the other was by three points in the one playoff game that he made some significant errors in. Those three picks, two of them, were in the second half of one game. So my point is, no one should be favored. Even if they can win, I don't think that when the Chiefs come in healthy with Mahomes operating the way he is and a great defense, not a good defense, a great defense, I think the line is wrong. It doesn't mean Baltimore can't win, my opinion. All right, Lamar Jackson was in a must-win game against the Texans, and the good news is he won. Jamison Hensley writing that he vanquished his playoff narrative in one game. Jackson shattered the narrative that he couldn't win in the postseason after just one playoff victory in his first five seasons. Here's Lamar. Much has been said about you having one playoff win over the course of your career. Do you, have you heard that? Did it motivate you? you know, What's that? You know I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. I, I don't even got to hear it. I see it, you know. But it is what it is. I really don't care about what people say. You know, I'm, I'm trying to win um, day in, day out. Every time I'm on that field, I'm trying to play to the best of my ability. Those guys just had, you know, had our team number in the past, but it's a different team like I've been saying, and we just got to stay locked in on what's ahead of us. If they do win, it's not going to be surprising. Uh, does Lamar need to beat I, the I Chiefs? I sense the Chiefs guys I'm just saying edging. The, Y'all want to come great. over? The, the, I've considered it. Uh, the, yeah, I, mean, why, <laughs> I offered this one. to you I a know, month no, ago. I, yeah, and you, you, no, they've he, kicked you out. That's exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. How long point. does he have to come over to my side? Well, he, I mean, right now he's it, an NFL the, orphan, so he can go wherever he wants. Look, yeah, but I'm go, giving you the tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay. Tomorrow's, tomorrow's the deadline. Tomorrow's okay. deadline. Okay. All right, go ahead. Thank you. What's the question? 
Oh, the official question. <laughs> Does Lamar need to beat the Chiefs to officially rewrite the underwhelming playoff performer narrative? No. Look, there's never any shame in losing to Patrick Mahomes. I'm, I mean, you just showed us the numbers you've been showing us. If you lose to Mahomes, I said it yesterday. Do we slight Patrick Ewing because you lost to Michael Jordan? No. So if he loses to Mahomes, assuming he plays fairly Doesn't well. Doesn't melt down. Yeah. Then, no, there's no shame. Now. I think well, I think a few things need to be – I think he did dispel the, mer- the myth that he can't play well or win in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. One, I don't think – like people t- – I think they focus on his style of play, that he is – even though now he would be maybe a throwing quarterback, he runs. He's a running quarterback too. But I think we have to stop saying you can't win as a running quarterback. He obviously is in the AFC Championship game. Jalen Hurts a year in ago in the Super Bowl and comes within three points of winning the Super Bowl or tying it, or you know four yeah. points of winning it. So I think we need to. It's a new day. If Josh Allen, if the Bills had one, heck, the last seven weeks he was darn near running quarterback. Yeah. Okay. And so I think we need to get rid of that. And secondly, Nick, the one in three record before this weekend. He wasn't as good a quarterback. He was more of a one-dimensional quarterback. The offense was more one-dimensional. So a team with time to prepare for the playoffs, they've zeroed in on that. Now he's he's better, the offense is more versatile, and the receivers are better. So I I don't think it's fair at all. Nick, do you need to see him have a great game? So the game I pulled up was Russ when he beat uh, the Chiefs. They went 24-9. He threw 12 completions for 114 yards. No. He had three touchdowns. No, like, no, 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 no. I don't know. It's the AFC Championship game. I don't care how he plays. You could th- you but, think he could throw, have like a 95-yard game. Oh, well, I don't. By the way, yards I think he could have a 100-yard game and they lose and the narrative's still dead. I, th- listen, Lamar Jackson is now a, a Hall of Famer. He's got two league MVPs. I'm counting this year's. He's going to win it. Yeah. He, he's and. He, it, I, it was a weird conversation surrounding him because he was discussed as if he had never won a playoff game. He right, had, right. but he had never played well in a playoff game. Mm-hmm. I just, I didn't actually tell, it would have been a weird spot. Like, could he have played great and they lose that Houston team? Probably not. But say that it happened, that would have been gone a long ways as well. I just needed to see him be awesome in the playoffs. And not only was he awesome in the playoffs, I think it was under the best possible circumstances because it was not a blowout. It was his defense dominated in the first half, but that punt return changed the tenor of the game. Yeah. And that halftime, you had to be tight. I don't care what anybody says. That is a nervous 12 minutes at M&T Bank for the fans and for the players. Like, sweet, this is not happening again. But to Bruce's point, this was his first playoff game during the prime of his career. I think that's, you know what I mean? That's another way to look yep. at it because he was injured the last mm-hmm. two years. And he was awesome in the second half. He led them. Now, the defense was so good, he probably didn't have to be. But to me, the narrative's dead, especially because he has not ascended to a level of where he is chasing ghosts, right, like Mahomes is. Mahomes is chasing Brady, and I think that's it. Other people would say Brady and Montana Manning, whatever. He's just chasing his contemporaries. And look around the league. Not a lot of guys who have been further than this round he's about to play in. Like Stafford has, obviously, but he's a generation kind of Mm -hmm. older. Burrow has gotten one game further than this. 
Hertz has gotten one game further than this. Josh Allen has gotten to this game one time. Justin Herbert has never gotten this far or even close to it. Dak has never gotten this far. The guy, the young guys, CJ and Jordan, obviously, they're yet to get this far. Kirk Cousins hasn't. Tua hasn't. Trevor hasn't. So who's he competing with? Like, and if the conversation is, does he need to win this game if we want to at some point to be able to have a could he be the best quarterback in the league conversation, he needs to win this game and a lot more yeah, stuff has absolutely. to happen. Yeah. But other than Mahomes, who who's the guy out there like, oh, that guy's got so many more pelts on the wall than Lamar. Like Burrow, because he won one, he's gotten one round further, I guess, but Lamar's been such a better regular season performer. Right. So I just I, I think that one game did change the narrative, and I think that's fair. Like, he needed to be great. He was great. Okay. Uh, we haven't heard any trash talk from the Ravens, which is good news because Mahomes is keeping all receipts. Here he is after the Bills game. Take a listen. Go, go. Hey, real quick, real quick, real quick. Hey, listen hey they asked for it. Yeah. And they got what they asked for. Uh, hey, but he said it. This ain't done. No. We come back next week, uh, ready to Go. And turn it up a notch. Chiefs on three, one, two, three. <laughs> Kelsey. The Kelsey brothers are such maniacs. Uh, well, listen, I'm bummed out. I would like someone on Baltimore to talk trash. I'm relying on you, Odell. Somebody's got to do it. The closest thing to trash talking from Baltimore we've gotten is the Jimmy Seafood restaurant talking trash about my hair. But I'm not on the team, and they're not on the team, so we can't put them on the bulletin board. I thought about it. I even had Dusty print out their logo. thought maybe we'd get Brew some crab out of it or something, but no. Um, because here's the thing. The bulletin board has been vindictive. Oh, it has taken down damn near everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Deion Dawkins, we didn't focus on this part of it yesterday, but if we run what could have been the most crucial play of the game, when Josh Allen misses, is it Shakir in the end zone? Yeah, I don't remember. Shakir. Deion Dawkins gets walked back into him by Chris Jones. And that's one of the reasons Josh maybe doesn't make that yeah. full throw. Chris had you know, on a third down earlier in the game, batted down a pass. And then on that play, walks Deion Dawkins into Josh Allen. Mm. So the the bulletin board has been a very, very problematic place to be. And I think it is smart that the Ravens, it's early, I don't expect them to show up on it. I think the Ravens are too well coached. I think the culture's too good. Mm. And I think that, again, maybe... I don't know who it would be. I don't expect to hear from Roquan Smith or Patrick Queen or Kyle Hamilton, certainly not Lamar, trash talk about the Chiefs. And I think that's smart because I do think it adds a little extra fire to a team that seems to thrive on it. Well, I I agree with you in that I don't expect them to say anything. Like you said, that's not their culture. We know OBJ in the past, but he's not, you know, in the position. If he came out and said something, I know they they love OBJ there, but – it just would be out of place, yep. you know. Um, they're not, and I also think now, obviously, the Bills respected the Chiefs too, but there, I think there's a really healthy respect here. Even Mahomes after the game on the field, he was asked about Baltimore, and he was like, "No weaknesses there." Like, yeah. we, you know, like there's a real respect there. So I'd be surprised. I just don't think you'll hear trash talk from either, and they haven't faced each other a lot. Correct. So it's not even it's like a couple years. that feeling yeah. of a rivalry where you might get a little trash. Want me, to, want me to have a can of worms conversation? This topic, we're going to try to jam in. A, this could be a full-on podcast, and we're trying to do it in 30 seconds. Did you see Clark Hunt there in the background? Oh, I didn't see him. Yeah, he was, yeah, exactly. 
It's good culture. You like the no, owner. I, I, you like I the totally owner agree. In the background, that's a championship Where culture. Is he? no, he's, he's right, right there. Right there. Right looking there. at him like oh, a oh yeah, high okay, yeah, yeah. Which like, is that why you like the owner? <laughs> that's how it is. Okay. I'm, I'm t- look. Let me say Jerry Jones' quick <laughs> message. I hope Jerry's watching. <laughs> Jerry, this is what Jerry doesn't understand. <laughs> yeah. If you win, if we don't hear a peep from you next season at all, and you win the Super Bowl, guess who gets the credit? Jerry Jones. That's right. You will be the one they hand the Lombardi Trophy to. You will get praise. So just sit back next year and relax. Counterpoint, yeah. Clark Hunt has won two Super Bowls in the last five years. He's the leader of the dynasty, and Brew didn't even know what he looked like. So no, maybe, I didn't know what he so looked like. I, just, I thought that was like maybe a, there's a, I thought that was a PR guy. Maybe, exactly. Maybe there's a method to the madness. Belichick to Buffalo. Strong maybe next on FS1, the Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. I knew that would get you fired. Full time. I like that. I like that. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Welcome back to an electric show. Sean McDermott hung a Super Bowl banner in the preseason in his practice facility. And he ended the season with a banner in the First Things First studio. Not great. Here's <laughs> he got that a few times during the <laughs> year today. He had a lot of banners here. This is not a situation where you, you strip it down to the studs, you start all over. I mean, we've done a lot of good things, and, and the players have done a lot of good things. Um, I think you really start with understanding the success that we've had and how we've gotten it. And then you make tweaks along the way um, to try and get ourselves uh, to become world champions. Okay. So Greg Jennings is here. I'm going to walk the audience through where we've been with this take. Brew debuted before anyone was on this. Belichick to Buffalo. Then later on. So like six weeks ago. Yes. Before it, anybody. Yes, yes. Then other people started to pick up on it. And then Brew said, you know what? Since they uh, did the OC change and they won the game, they beat the Dolphins, they were playing well, you're like, I'm off of that. And then yesterday you snuck in, you know what, they should take a meeting with him, but I'm keeping the game. <laughs> and I said upstairs, I'm like, dude, what happened to your take? We should discuss how you're trying to figure yeah. it out. But this is your take. Yeah. What changes do the Bills need to make now? Where I've been marinating on this. Okay, good. So, good. All right. Because, look, Sean McDermott's a good coach. I don't think anybody up here is going to doubt that. 
He has made them a perennial playoff team. When he got there, they hadn't made the playoffs in 17 years. Mm-hmm. Not one time in 17 years. He gets them there six of the last seven and years. And it should be noted, one of the, he, it wasn't all Josh. It like, he Ty got Rod's there right. with Tyrod Taylor. Right. So it, the, so He's a good there. coach. There's no question about it. And this year he did a good job with the defense, with all the injuries. And uh, the Joe Brady move, you know, getting rid of Ken Dorsey, I thought it worked out well. But, look, I'm going to take what I call the LeBron James approach. Okay. LeBron is like player or coach. If, you're not, if we're not winning a championship with you, bye. Okay? David Black was, was cooking with them. They got rid of him. I just think sometimes you need a new voice. Sean, Mark Jackson in Golden State was doing a good job. They won mm-hmm. 50 games and stuff like that going to the playoffs every year. They bring in Steve Kerr to rest his history. All right, sometimes that is the case. And I think when you look at who's out there, all right, I think they need a culture change. And I think whether it's Bill Belichick, I'm a, this was the curveball I told you I was going to throw. I got to talk to Jim Harbaugh before he makes a decision. Oh. I mean, and I, like, I actually like Harbaugh a little better than Belichick hmm. because he's a quarterback whisperer. Oh, and okay. he might be able to get the – absolute best out of Josh Allen. So I'm looking at Harbaugh, then Belichick, and I think those two could take Buffalo to the next level. I think Mike Vrabel, at the least, could keep them at least as good as they are now. So yeah, I would be looking, with those three guys out there, I'm looking at one of them as a coaching change. I thought about this too, and again, Bill Belichick, if if that is a realistic option, and he doesn't have some type of handshake yeah. with obviously um, Atlanta, uh, no. not oh, Atlanta, but Robert Kraft. Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry. Saying that oh. you, you know, because we let you go, you won't go to the you AFC. won't go inside All the right. division. Then, okay, you look at that as an option. I think that's realistic. But for me, this is your coach. This is your guy. It, it's not because of coaching that they failed. If they would have not made the postseason, I think we all would agree. He would have been on the hot seat, probably not sustained his job because he was able to find a way to get this team to even defensively play formidable football and be stout as as much as they could and still perform at a high level and get in the postseason. It's like, okay, let's look elsewhere. So then I look offensively. You got to get some help with Diggs if you even need Diggs any longer. Correct. What the heck? If you... The way that this offense has evolved and changed, they didn't even use Diggs the way they once were when he was still a with the previous coordinator. I get that. But the way that they ran their offense, it looked different. If this team just simply gets healthy and you have Jordan Phillips and you have Tredavious White and you obviously have Matt Milano, this team is still in a position where they can compete and win a championship. Uh, so I, I don't know if it's – uh, They're a contender. <laughs> they're they're going to be a contender, but know. can they get over the I, hump? I don't know, There's guys. always – No, it's listen, there's always guy. the guy who's been right about them all along, so no reason to listen to him. But uh, <laughs> they, they took their shot, guys. At some point, the bill comes due, and it's coming due fast and furious. Their big swing was Von Miller. He gave them five tackles and zero sacks on the season. I'm going to say that again. He gave them five yeah. tackles and zero sacks yeah. on the season. He got his money, and, the, and, the, and the explanation is, well, it was, he was it's his year coming off a big injury. But then they're going to be better next year because why? Matt Milano is going to be his year coming off a big injury. And Trey White, 
his year coming mm. off a big injury. And Jordan Phillips is one of the guys who they could lose in free agency because they are $47 million over the cap. The only D linemen they have under contract are Olivier, or Ed Oliver, pardon me, and Gregory Rousseau. The, we, we, Micah Hyde's a free agent. Gabe Davis is a free agent. Yep. Uh, Stephon Diggs seemed to hit free agency two months ago and does not tell anybody. And so, like, all that is happening right now with the Buffalo Bills. I'm not trying to dance on anyone's grave. I'm not trying to be a smartass. It is what it is. Mm. And then you have this part of it. The Belichick part is intriguing because you have this amazing time to hire coaches with Belichick available, Jim Harbaugh available, Mm. Mike Vrabel available, Mm -hmm. and they're all still available. Right. Nobody, the only job that's been taken is the Titans job with Callahan. That's it. And I would think because of Josh and the promise that he that he has, they would go to the front of the line, Thank right? You. Like as they would become. Oh. The, why does everybody think the Chargers are a great job? Because of Herbert. Well, I think everybody thinks Josh Allen's Absolutely. better than Herbert. He certainly is more established. He's done more. So there's all that because here is. Here's why I think they have to do something significant. Not only because their cap situation and because it's going to be tougher than people expect. But who was the team of the 90s, guys? Who was it? We all know. Say it. The Cowboys. Okay, I'll say it. Don't worry about it. The second place team of the 90s is, I would argue, the Bills. Right? We make fun of the Cowboys so much for what it's been like for them since their glory years. Guys, we can show you Buffalo versus them. It's not that different. They both have five playoff wins. Yes, Buffalo one time made a conference championship game. All right, but Nick, what about in this era? Let's show, let's show the last three years when the Cowboys have been 12 wins every year. It's uh, what? Because Buffalo has gotten to round two a couple more times. Nobody thinks the Cowboys can just keep running it back. I know they do. They're going to. But we laugh at them for it. And so I don't think Buffalo can just stand pat. When Burrow's well, coming the back healthy. big change has, the, is the coach. What yeah. else is there? No, Greg is just saying health, which is just kind of luck. I, I mean, buy that, but it just seems they would be good. But would they would they be better than Kansas City, Baltimore, Cincinnati? Yeah. Right. This year they were better than Cincinnati. Okay, well, they would have had to get Joe Burrow. They would have had to get over the health. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I it's wish casting at this point. Okay. The Bills are a team people wish was awesome. Hey, Dusty. Next year, can you put on your calendar? We're gonna have this same conversation. Yeah. When the Bills leave. When they don't make a yeah. change. Uh, Josh Allen went on an impressive winning streak to end the year. Clinched a two seed. Got his rival at home. Still came up short. Regardless, he is still optimistic. Take a listen. It takes an entire organization. It takes every single person in this facility to win the Super Bowl. And um, obviously, we haven't gotten it done yet. So, um, some some good long looks in the mirror and conversations uh, with people that are in and outside the building. Just asking, you know, what can I do more? What 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 can I be better at? And um, learning and growing from that. And that's exactly what I plan on doing. Okay. Uh, how much of this season's disappointing result is on Josh Allen? Well, I think the they had to change who they were because they couldn't trust him to not turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. And they started winning, but to me, they their ceiling got lower. I think the ceiling of being a ground-and-pound defensive ball control team, with given their defensive injuries, that ceiling was lower. And then in that football game, and I, I'm shocked how many people just are – have refused in the last 48 hours to acknowledge to me, I think to you as well, Wilds, what was flatly true. In that football game, Josh was awesome for three quarters and bad for the last one. 
and they lost. Mm. Like, th- those are the numbers, and the fumble is a big part of it. I understand they recovered it, but that is that th- he didn't earn that. And I think this is what I'm gonna pr- this is what I'm gonna posit to you, Greg Jennings. Because that last drive, he totally changed how he was playing. That first play of the last drive, he throws a perfect 65-yard pass yep. to Stephon Diggs. But the thing with 65-yard passes is it's hard to complete them. Even if it's a perfect pass, even if you're throwing to a number one receiver, it's still relatively low percentage, but you take it because of what it can be. From that moment on, he immediately reverted back to the Jekyll and Hyde Josh Allen. Four plays later. He almost throws a pick to Trent McDuffie and Sneed. It's the one Sneed's waiting on, and McDuffie taps. The play after that, he fumbles. Three plays after that, when they have kind of slowly moved the ball down the field, they... He goes in zone, in zone, instead of sticking with the plan. He, the Chiefs bet you won't just take a profit the whole game. You're at some point going to get anxious, and he's right. So if you're supposed to be the second-best quarterback in football or to this day this morning on the NFL's own network, people arguing, uh, no, he's still the best quarterback in football, take, you've, got to, you've got to be held to a standard <laughs> of come through. Well, That's not unfair. I mean, he, he a lot to blame, there's no doubt, because if they had won that game, we, even if it was because of the defense, yes. he'd have got the lion's share mm-hmm. of the credit. So we have to blame him. Obviously, he's not their biggest problem. He is their biggest asset. What he That's has correct. to do is find the happy medium between what you just saw. What we saw earlier in that game was him taking the easy passes, playing you know mistake-free football, and then in the fourth quarter going for it. He's got to find the happy medium where he can go for it without turning it over all the time. And I think, Nick, remember back in 2021 when Mahomes, they lost four of seven games. Defenses, some people thought, had figured him out. He had interceptions in seven straight games, ten overall, and he learned from it. And became a better quarterback. Josh has to do that. Now, he's further along in his career. But he has to learn from this season and get better in the offseason like Mahomes did during the season that year. And I think he can do it. So, Yeah, look, you can put a lot of it on Josh Allen. As a receiver, I mean, I think Stephon Diggs wears some of it because – for a guy who you pay that amount of money, who is a number one guy, who has been an all-pro, who is a pro bowler, like to have that opportunity that you talk about, your quarterback put it right where yep. it needed to be. That you got to make that. You got to come through was. for Greg's your guy. right. But like Steph, you, you he, right he hasn't gotten the, any targets in the, I since don't Brady care. took over. I don't care. The, you, it, that's the way the game unfolds sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. he didn't make that play for his quarterback. His quarterback, if, if Josh Allen would have thrown that, he would have never even had to t- attempt that pick sure. that he, try, he tried to get to Stephon Diggs again the very next yeah. play that you're talking about and alluding to. Yep. So for me, it, it's not just on him. I look at the guys around them, and defensively, they just didn't have what they hoped that they could have at the beginning of the season to make this Greg, run. Greg, are any of your kids receivers? Uh, my son plays everything. Oh, I feel bad. He will be a he receiver. He is a hard standard you're holding yeah. him to. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. As a former receiver, he's right. Are you ready to take control of your health and conquer your weight loss goals? Look no further than Factor your ultimate solution to better eating. Each factor meal is always fresh, chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. No more waiting around or spending hours in the kitchen. Just heat and eat. 
It's that simple. Over 35 different options to choose from each week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor ensures you'll never get bored. With more than 60 add-ons to help you stay full and feeling good all day long. Pancakes, smoothies, and more. With Factor, there's no prepping, no cooking, and certainly no cleanup needed. The best part? You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Sign up and save because we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Eat better, feel better, and conquer your day with Factor. So what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash firstthingsfirst50 and use code firstthingsfirst50 to get 50% off. That's code firstthingsfirst50 at factormeals.com slash firstthingsfirst50 to get 50% off. Fuel up, eat better, and achieve greatness. Get started today. Goff joining Brady and Manning as the only QBs to lead multiple teams <laughs> to at least 14 wins. All right. Brew, we'll start with you. At this point, is Jared Goff underrated? Oh, I like how we did that. I, I think this cool. should, yeah, I'm going to say he is, he is underrated. It. Go ahead. All right. And this should be a lesson to young people going in for job interviews, oh, et cetera. Yes, yeah. not to call their colleagues nerds. The reason he's under <laughs> the reason he's underrated yeah. is because of the first impression. First oh. impression we had of Jared Goff was five touchdowns, seven interceptions, 0 and seven as a rookie with Jeff Fisher. All right? And then Sean McVay goes to the Rams, turns Goff and the team around immediately, yeah. and we give all the credit. To Sean McVay, which obviously deserves some. Yep. But still, we totally downplayed how good Goff was, I think, from that first impression. And I think we'll get to this later, but similar thing with Brock Purdy. First impression, Mr. Irrelevant. Now he can't overplay it. So, Goff, I, I do think, is underrated. Um, he's, viewed, he's getting it back. Uh, obviously, if he wins this game, maybe he'll get it almost all of it back. But he's probably got to win a Super Bowl to, for people to really give him his just due. Yeah, he's, he's underrated and underappreciated. And I, I, think, I, I, I don't even think it's really because of the first impression. It's just the style of play. Like, he doesn't wow you. He doesn't, he's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Josh Allen. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's a pocket guy, and he has to do it that way. And, you know, they say – one man's trash, another's treasure. Huh. Like, Dan Campbell challenged him because he was not playing up to the standard in the bill that it was expected of him, even when he got to Detroit. Dan Campbell challenged him, but he didn't demean him in a way. He challenged him to be better, and knew, he knew he could pull it out of him. Mm-hmm. He pulled it out of him, and for Detroit, they value him. He is appreciated in the situation. So, yes, he is over... In the grand scheme of things, he is underrated. But for Detroit and those fan base and that organization, they, they, he's definitely appreciated. Are you rocking with golf over Brock Purdy? Yes. You, are you really? Yes. Okay. You want me to? Yeah, I'm rocking no, with golf. Let's just, go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Golf, go ahead, golf in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I like golf. Here's the problem. I like golf. I don't think he's going to win. So it's so, hard for me. Look, I don't think I mean, any that, of us that's, do. That's, that's why a I asked. We're all the great things. It's going not, win. but we're just like all like. Yeah, you know, he's doing pretty good. No, for I, him, he was with the Rams. And can I go? 
Go. Yeah. You, got a, you got a hot take because we're all just doing like, no. yeah, he's pretty good. He's yeah, not because a, every, he's this not, is Greg one called him things. trash. And no. like, turns out he's not trash. No, Greg didn't call him trash. He said one man trash. You called him trash adjacent. No. All right, guys. This is one of those things we do in the media. And then if you refuse to do it, you get called mean names and people think you're a bad guy. But I, I'm fine with that. He is perfectly rated. Everyone is what, the, yeah. the vast majority of people are correct on Jared Goff, yeah. which is, hey, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, if you surround him with a team that can protect him, he can do damage. I think maybe what was previously underrated is... Could he ever recapture the look he had the second year with McVay when they won 54-51 over the Chiefs when they were the highest-scoring team in the league until the Super Bowl? I think people thought, well, that player's gone. It's clearly not. If you give him weapons and protection, he looks good. But even within a game where he has all those things, the moment he gets pressured, he might throw a two-hand chest pass backwards towards his own end zone. That happened. And so I think he's properly rated. I think most people are like, is he at best 10th, at worst 14th in the league if you were to write out the names? Yeah, that's properly rated. I know everyone's all about we got to give everyone flowers, but some people already have them. Like, he's got the right he amount of flowers. He doesn't have that many flowers. He's got, like, a small bouquet that, that you And you know what? The grocery store. That's right. what he deserves. <laughs> this like, I, I, I he deserves what he's exactly doing. that many flowers. That's what he deserves. <laughs> Coming up in 10 short minutes. Wow. A special conference championship edition of Mahomes Mountain. And there's a special surprise in store. There is. Uh, welcome back to the show. Glass half full. Purdy led the 49ers on a game-winning drive. It's headed to his second straight NFC Championship game and proved he was the answer to Shanahan's problem of being 0-30 down 7 in the fourth quarter. Glass half empty. This dude insisted on throwing passes to the Packers. (laughs) They just dropped. Statistically, first eight drives. Not so good. Game-winning drive. Excellent. So, Brew, do you now have more or less faith in your guy, Brock Purdy? I mean, honestly... Yes, please. It's kind of the same. Oh, I didn't need no, no. I'm going to say more, just because I didn't need to see anything that you needed to see, and then apparently didn't need to see. All right, I mean, I, I didn't need to see him lead a game-winning drive to think he's good enough for them to win a Super Bowl with. You know, I, I thought he was before that, but while I'll say I have more is because him playing poorly, and even him seeing his best or arguably his best receiver, George Kittle, drop a pass on second and five that hits him in the numbers, mm-hmm. not letting that discourage him, coming back throwing a dime to Brandon Ayuk and then to Chris Conley on the next play. Like, seeing his resilience, which I thought he had anyway, seeing that, though, just emboldens me even more. So this dude is 3-0 in the playoffs when he starts and finishes a game. He's already in his second year, and you know this, Nick, Got more playoff wins than Dak Prescott. Mm. And Dak, been to the playoffs, he's in his eighth year, finished his eighth year, been to the playoffs five years. Four of those teams with Dak won at least 12 games. Yeah, why not? So it's not like those aren't good teams and Dak was underdog. He's got more playoff wins than Lamar, too. That's your guy. Yeah, but he's – Yeah. That's – I mean, but I'm saying, like, he – this dude has shown me he can can play well against good teams and he can – win a game when he's playing poorly. So Yeah, and he's yeah, also showing you that for, for vast majority of the game, he can play extremely bad. 
Like, which is why I have, yeah, yeah, bad. Like, this is not, I hate doing this because Brock Purdy is a good quarterback. It's kind of like your take on Jared Goff. Yeah, if he were a little worse. (laughs) He's a good quarterback. The problem that I have with everybody just praising all of what Brock Purdy does is we've seen this before with this team. This very Wait, team. Really? Yes, we Jimmy have. G wasn't doing this. They were winning. Doing what? Winning? No. Throw, leading the league in pass rate. I don't that, – that's the thing. If you're Up going to – Up there in touchdowns, yeah, breaking franchise records. You can say all of those things, but you, you make it seem like he's the best quarterback in no, the National no, Football no, League. No, like no, you, I'm not saying that. The MVP conversation, all well, these things. Like when I look at him and I look at how he played, I look at the big picture. And if I were playing him this week, mm-hmm. if I'm the Detroit Lions, you know sense. what I see? I see a lot of opportunity that we can take advantage of. You know what you see? Because optimistically, you are on the side of, it's almost like you're in a uniform with him. You see one drive. No, 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 no. I focus on the one drive because that's what Nick wanted to see. Yeah. All see, look. This dude throws for 350 yards, four touchdowns against the Cowboys or, you know, yeah. something yeah. like that. I got you. The Niners. I, are he did the, do what the, I had the, asked for. Uh, That's the, why you're focusing on the drive. He did what I was asked for. Unfortunately, before, in every moment leading up to it, he did exactly what I thought he would do in this spot. Then he turned it on its head at the very end. Before I give my answer, I want to ask Wilds. Yeah. Because Wilds has. A great take. Well, I was going to say, you have been very. You, you have allowed your opinion on Brock Purdy to evolve as the season went along. So sure. I don't know. He's, where, he's I got down. don't know how you're you feel. So I'm curious where you're at. Well, you know what they say, no atheists in the foxhole? Yeah. A lot of people will say quarterback wins, not a real stat. Until it comes down to talk about the playoffs and how good Patrick Mahomes is. Look at the record. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, he's so good. No one can ever beat him. It's because quarterback wins are always a thing, and the bottom line's the bottom line. And Brock Purdy is 20-5, and five, and there's a certain point that you have to say, you know what, this guy can get it done, especially when we look at mis- the mistakes that other quarterbacks make that cost them the game. That Jordan Love throws an interception at the end of the game. Baker throws an interception at the end of the game. Josh Allen is taking deep shots rather than taking the little underneath passes that maybe Brock Purdy would take, and they lose the game. So I think that maybe... Brock Purdy doesn't get enough credit for playing oddly, moderately mistake-free football. I, Even though in this game he had several mistakes. I oh. think, yeah. But, so but that's hold the on. Thing. Oh, every, I, you notice that every quarterback, we can go through every game last weekend and see every quarterback made a mistake here or there. Okay, I think he's the only one that picked. had two drop pick sixes. I think he's the pick only one that had two, that had two drop pick sixes. But I'm I, that I, that's funny. I didn't the, see that in the box. The, 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 well, wasn't well, but no. you, did you watch no, the game? That's, yeah, again, I watched the game. Did you see it in the box score? No, did you see it? I saw Baker throw two that could have been picked against. Uh, in Philadelphia. Yeah, got it. They weren't. Agreed. But Baker, the context and the conversation surrounding Baker uh, was will he keep his job? And the context and conversation surrounding Brock Purdy is is he going to win the league's biggest award? And while Wilds, I understand what you're saying is I, I looked at this a little bit differently because before this game he was 19 and 5. Yeah. So the record was almost identical, right? And did this game, so the record was going to be sparkling, win or lose this game. Did this game make you feel better or worse about it? And anyone being honest knows that this game made the Niners more nervous. 
This game made the Niners say, oh, my goodness, he could blow it. Kyle Shanahan's 0-30, and, and now he's 1-30. Right. So how did Kyle Shanahan worse? operate before the end of the first this half? This dude was 0-30. Like how did he operate at the end of the game? Like he trusted Like he had no choice. Well, whatever. Because yeah, like, he didn't. And he, and he delivered. The guy's 0-30. Oh, oh, plays it. So right. Brian Purdy showed up. Thank you, Wild. Wow, You're welcome, man. Live from New York, it's the show that's in a feud with Jimmy's Seafood. It's the second hour of First Things First. the free crap? All love, baby. Today, why Patrick Mahomes is closing in on Tom Brady, who he's 0-2 against. So, I don't know. Is he coming back? It doesn't make sense. Meanwhile, did Joel Embiid just take the best player in the world crown from the Joker? Wow, good, good conversation topic, basketball. And... <laughs> Finally, it's Tuesday at 4 o'clock, which means it's time for the iciest segment in all of sports. The Mountain, cold and unforgiving. Four quarterbacks succumb to the playoff altitude. Jordan and Baker end their climb with interception. CJ's ascent concludes in Baltimore. And of course, under the watchful eye of a shirtless Kelsey, Josh Allen says goodbye. Alas, four quarterbacks remain as we trudge onward towards the peak of what we call Mahomes Mountain. Wilds, thank you for the wonderful... put these on for the glare. Thank you for the wonderful introduction, as always. Uh, quick recap on how our playoff mountains have looked and a ominous warning from the mountain. If we look at the what the mountain looked like before Wild Card Weekend, there were the 14 quarterbacks that made it, and then show us who was eliminated. And what you will see is a lot of guys near the bottom, and then the entirety of level two. Mm. Then we see the divisional round weekend mountain, and you will see who was there, and then show us who was eliminated. And once again, the entirety of level two, which is ominous for whomever makes level two this week. Only four quarterbacks left. Show us the bottom row. Brock Purdy. Now, much like Kyle Shanahan in the fourth quarter, I considered putting Sam Darnold there. However, Brock Purdy <laughs> remains, and he actually moves up. And, much to Brew's delight, I would imagine, avoids the dreaded level two. On level two, Jared Goff and Lamar Jackson. Now, this all seems. Lamar did was throw for 150, run for 100, two touchdowns through the air, two touchdowns on the ground, and played a nearly perfect second half after the fateful pass early in that second half. What Goff did was not get pressured and deal. He did a wonderful job against Tampa Bay and has continued to show this postseason, if you can't get pressure on him, he is going to carve you up. Now he is going to go have to have to go outdoors where he has not played nearly as well this season, but we shall see. And then, of course, atop the mountain is none other than, of course, Patrick Mahomes. Nine yards per play until the kneel downs. Once again, second straight near flawless postseason performance for the Mountain's namesake. And that is the abbreviated conference championship Mountain. Greg Jennings. Oh, yeah. Um, not shot. Uh, this is obviously four guys. Patrick Mahomes will be on top. But I would like to contest that and say that Lamar Jackson should probably mm. remain and be on top. And the reason why I said remain is because going into week 18, Lamar Jackson was the top of the list. And then mm. obviously, you know, the, the playoffs went and you had to shuffle it up and get Patrick Mahomes back on top of the mountain. But if you can show the audience, please, guys, yeah. the divisional round, look, Lamar Jackson is like fourth on this list right here. And this is predicated based upon, and I'm assuming this, how well C.J. Stroud performed 
in that wild card round, mm -hmm. Josh Allen, and all the others. Yeah. Correct? Postseason resume. Postseason yeah. resume. It, well, it, it was based on what they did in those games. Well, no, you're it was based that. on what. No, this is the why those, these guys the moved. And so when I, I look at that, Stroud, it was and we, you talked a little bit about what Lamar Jackson was able to do in his first playoff game and he in my opinion looking at this he was penalized because he was so good in the regular season you know what guys let's get a bye well everybody wanted you get a bye and then he came off in the division round and he does this if you compare it to Patrick Mahomes you said he had pretty much a flawless game well can we see the numbers in side by side look at that in two games for Patrick Mahomes 62 completion per percent completion percentage three touchdowns 100 passer rating 60 yards per rush look at this man zero touchdowns when he's running the ball but when you look at this one game you look at the completion percentage, 72%. Two passing touchdowns in the air, two rushing touchdowns, 121 passer rating, and that's in one game. And you're telling me he's not atop the mountain? Well, I would just ask Greg Jennings this question because I don't know who you're picking this week in Chiefs or Ravens. Uh, but I don't know who you're picking either. Well, I've been, I have to grind <laughs> the all 22. Okay. But, I mean, I, I would be surprised if I went off my preseason pick. But you luckily, luckily – all your preseason picks are so long, dead, and gone. You are a big free agent. So you are able to just analyze the earlier. game and do whatever you want. You feel like Baltimore's got the edge of quarterback this weekend? I really like Baltimore. Okay, you really like Baltimore yeah, right boy, now. Okay, I didn't it was, but you feel like they have the edge of quarterback I this really week? really like Baltimore. Okay, right that's now. Fine. based on what I just showed you. Yeah. Can we please we don't no. have time. We, when you Lamar saw Lamar I saw the stats. He was much better than I, I mean, I, in I, one game it's a fair argument. versus I, two games. I, I disagree, but that's you know what? I think you made a strong argument. And I'm excited that you're picking the Ravens because I think you picked against did the I Chiefs say, every single did round. I say I was picking Go ahead. it seems like you're I'm not going to argue that Brock Purdy should be on the top of the mountain. But to put him behind vacant. He's not behind vacant. I, I Look, I know. I told you I have a leak. There's a leak in your group. Bro, you have to You say, say it's not a committee, but it is. It There's at least a few of y'all. You got to move, at the very least, move Purdy over to the left. He That's disrespectful yeah. to put him behind show vacant. The, show the graphic okay. of vacant behind versus vacant. Purdy. <laughs> vacant didn't throw any balls to the Packers, though, for the record. Vacant is ridiculous. It, I think it's ahead. disrespectful. Sorry. I mean, look, if you want to argue golf, fine. Golf's bigger and all that stuff, fine. But Brock Purdy, here's Wait, a graphic. So you're really here's arguing a graphic. against Baker? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm saying that, it's disrespectful. We don't have the graphic. All right, okay. Baker Mayfield is fifth. We didn't Not Baker, I'm sorry. Jo Brock Purdy is fifth all-time in playoff passer rating, 101. You now, he doesn't qualify because he's only you, you played be four Star. games or parts of four games. But he would be fourth in playoff this pass is, rating. This is dust. That, Hold on. No way Josh Hold on. That. Hold that on. Dusty or Josh? We always talk about <laughs> what are you doing in the postseason. Good point. And now y'all looking at me sideways. Because we saw the game. Because, and you said he didn't play well. Fine. But, but he still did, gave what you wanted to see. And look, I, look I'm not going to sit here and say he played well beginning of the game. But it is being overstated how Poorly he played. It is? He, yes, it is. He wasn't, I mean, he did throw that touchdown pass to George Kittle. He had four passes dropped, all right? 
And then, of course, he led the game winning drive. So that he missed some throws. When Don't you say four passes dropped, oh, no, last time I dropped by the Packers, six goals. So then four passes dropped by the Packers, six goals. Since we always count what ifs, four passes dropped by the Packers. No, we only count what ifs for Brad Birdie. What if there was a third team all pro? What if Cleveland and Bates made the kick? What he hasn't done, and I'm saying what he has done is led this team to the conference championship. And when he plays well, you don't give him credit. Brew. You only talk about it when he plays poorly. No, we talk about him more than we talk about any other mediocre player. You don't give him credit. When he throws for 300 yards and this, four touchdowns against a playoff. No, I you just don't want to see him no, play badly my, and come back. No. <laughs> and then he I, plays badly and comes back, and now you got something no, else you what want. I won't do, it's not that I don't want to give him credit. I don't want to make him league MVP like you did. That was the argument. Why couldn't he argue? be league MVP? Because he's not, I'm not that saying. good. Rich Gannon wasn't oh, that good. Oh well, Boomer Esiason wasn't that Bro, good. No one else has just watched Boomer Esiason play with you. Y'all can't discount the whole history of the NFL because I wasn't born. Was first team All-Pro two years before. Rich Gannon. Rich, Rich Gannon the, is a great player. He was a hell of a lot better than Brock Purdy. Really? I, yes. Okay. Really. Keep yes, stay, stick with that. Let's I see how that ages. Okay. Yeah, okay. Let's see how that ages. Okay, Real talk. Let's see how all that Brock Purdy disrespect ages. Well, you were just like this with Jimmy Garoppolo. Just like No, it. no, no. Just Jimmy like G it. never led the league in, in significant categories. Okay. Just all right. Please wait. We've reached the Rich Gannon portion of the program, <laughs> which means I have to take back control of the show. It's Tuesday at about 4.09, which is the special treat that I promise. We're in for a legacy version of the iciest segment in all of sports. The Mountain cold and unforgiving again, say Mountain, but also has a great memory. As we look at today's special all-time edition of Mo's Mountain, I'll tee you up with a question. Yeah. Any chance Rich Gannon is on it? Rich Gannon <laughs> missed the cut. Let me tell you, because this is Super Bowl era. So there is no Unitas. There's no star. This is basically post-merger, actually, 1970 to now. Okay. So other guys who just barely missed out, Warren Moon, Big Ben, Jim Kelly, those guys did not make it because we have a new person on the 15 greatest quarterbacks Ooh. ever list. Reveal the bottom of the mountain, if you will. Lamar Jackson Let's go. has to be Pretty on good. there. He has two league MVPs now. He at least has one great playoff game, and he checks the boxes. Terry Bradshaw, one MVP, four Super Bowl championships. Kurt Warner, two MVPs. All Super Bowl three, champions, though. Three yeah. Super Bowl appearances, correct, and one a championship. Breeze, one championship, bunch of records. Aikman, three rings. Level four. Rodgers, four MVPs, one title. Favre, three MVPs, two appearances, one title. Roger Staubach, four appearances, no MVP. Does he have an MVP? I don't remember. I don't think so. I think two so. rings. And Steve Young, who I think's criminally underrated. Two league MVPs, one championship, yes. and maybe the best Super Bowl anyone's ever played. Row three, the truly hollowed ground. Joe Montana, four, MV, uh, uh, four Super Bowls, obviously, two MVPs. Dan Marino. Doesn't have the accolades of the others, but that's he's basically like the anti-Brock Purdy, like the ultimate eye test guy. John Elway, five Super Bowl appearances, two rings, an MVP. Oh, and then I didn't. The Mount Rushmore, <laughs> along with Montana, Patrick Mahomes and Peyton Manning. Mahomes, Ooh. two MVPs, three Ooh. Super Bowl appearances, two championships, and we're gonna add to that probably here in a few weeks. Peyton Manning, five MVPs, four appearances, two rings, and then at the top, with cartoonish numbers, Tom Brady. Three league MVPs, ten Super Bowl appearances, and seven rings. That 
are your 15 greatest quarterbacks, Greg Jennings, of the modern era. And Lamar with the second MVP, which I am assigning him because we all believe he's going to get it, has to be on that list. I like it. I like it. I'm just curious. Like, watch, looking at that list, Patrick yeah. Mahomes is to the left of Peyton Manning. Are you sure it's not, it's not left, left to right, to right? Guys. Are you I don't positive? know how many times no, to tell great. you it's not You're left positive? to right. He I, got Mahomes second. I don't know how many times I have to tell you guys. I I do, do happen have to have Mahomes second. Oh, okay. But it could have been. And I fourth. I, when right? I, when I, Brew, when I send the graphics, <laughs> when I send the graphics, I just, I don't even tell them left to right. I was like, hey, here are the rows, and they surprised me with uh, it. I'm not no. Let sorry. me see the mountain. Yeah. Uh, first, I do think Starbucks should be ahead of Favre. All right. Um, but. Yeah. I'm I'm still gonna have Montana. If if Mahomes win this Super Bowl, I'd put him ahead of Montana. But I right now Montana with his four Super Bowls, I think should be second. So I think it's Brady one, Montana two, Mahomes oh, three. Oh, so you have Mahomes. So you have Montana ahead of Peyton as well. Yes. Oh, yes, I don't. Yes, okay, that's yes, fair. All right. So you have Montana. Montana won his first Super Bowl. Dwight Clark, with all due respect. And no running back of any great significance. Yeah, and, but Montana to be so. Here's the interesting thing: if you go back and look at all of the guys, oddly except for Patrick, all of them for their first one or two Super Bowls of the four legends: Brady, Peyton, Mahomes, and Montana. They had at least two, and usually three, downright bad playoff games on the run to win the Super Bowl yeah. that the defense saved them in it. Patrick hasn't had that in Montana. Peyton was bad, had three touchdowns, seven picks the year in the postseason the year they won. Well, that, and that's so the not, that, Peyton it, changed the game, the, which was hard to And so Montana yeah. won a couple games with the defense shutting him out when he had more touch. Did you consider putting Caleb on the mountain? <laughs> I don't want to. I mean, I'm surprised he wasn't. Sure. Uh, and B. I got him ahead of Brock. <laughs> <laughs> You do, actually. Sixers, Spurs on the anniversary of Kobe scoring 81. Embiid goes for 70. Breaks Wilt's franchise record for the Philadelphia 76ers that had stood for 56 years. He also had 100. Yeah. The Philadelphia Warriors. Uh, here he is postgame. Embiid not Wilt. From the time I started playing, Kobe was my guy. Uh, he's the reason why I started playing uh, basketball. And it's funny because on the same night he had 81, and you know, um, you know that was my favorite player. I'm really just, you know, pushing myself and challenging myself every single night. Um, you know, what else can I do? What else can I add to my game? Uh, you know, can I try something new uh, to see if it works or if it doesn't? So yeah, I'm just really challenging myself. Okay. Averaging 40 points in December, 40 points in January, is indeed the best player in the world now. And last night, by the way, he did it in just 37 minutes, so okay. it's not like he played the whole game. I, I was going to say, if he played 48 minutes, like Wilt did the year he averaged 50, is that the year he yes. scored 100? The, 100 is not out. He would have got close to 100. Or could have gotten close to 100. I mean, that he scored 70 points in 37 minutes. And as you said, Nick, what? He's averaging more points per minute. He's averaging this more, season? just a tick more points per minute mm -hmm. than Wilt did the year Wilt averaged 50. Uh, because Wilt that year amazingly played more than 48 minutes per game because he played in all of overtime a couple times. <laughs> Wilt, come he out. never fouled out ever, and he almost you know refused right. to go out of games. Joel this year is averaging. Just around 35 minutes a game and 36 points per game, which is bananas. Like, the list of guys who have averaged over 35 in a year post-Wilt is Jordan, 
Kobe, Harden, Harden. and now Embiid. But go ahead. He's playing phenomenally. And, I mean, I watched it. Like, last night, that was a joy to watch. I've always wanted – you guys know I've said it. Go inside a little more. He's doing that. You know, he scored in the paint. He posted up, rolled to the basket. But also, I mean, and this has been the case for a few years. Man, his mid-range jumper. Mm. I don't know whose mid-range jumper is better. And I'm including Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, all these mid-range assassins. This dude is incredible the way he shoots in the mid-range. And so, yes, right now, I mean, Jokic, I still would probably take Jokic uh, slightly over Embiid, although Embiid's a better defender as well. But here's what it boils down to, Nick, and you know this. The playoffs. And, and here's what I'll say about Joel. He has fallen in the playoffs. His last season, his playoff scoring average dropped nine points from the regular season. 33 points in the regular season, 24 in the playoffs. His rebounds dropped slightly. His shooting percentage went from 55% to 43%. Joel is always either usually banged up in the playoffs where he's either has to miss some games yep. Or when he plays, he's still kind of hampered. And he's not getting all the calls he gets in the regular season, which hurts. Right, him. right. And so and you're not I, playing the Spurs. We all know what it's <laughs> right. Well, what it's going to come down to is what he does in the postseason. Go ahead, Watson. No, well, I've got a take on the Spurs. Nobody wants the, to hear. Okay, Wimby well, had 33, me, by the way. I was his well, defense. The, the guy. <laughs> it wasn't good. Let me. Let put on. So him. I want to. This is where. What do they call me, Wilds? Oh, Mr. Consistency. So I have to be consistent and fair because oh, wow. that is what I am. Buckle up, Denver. Yeah, but Denver is going to be thrilled with right. this. That's what I mean. Because, I listen, Joker last year never had a 70-point game. But he had near equivalents when it came to like, hey, he had 38, 22, right. 17 on 80% shooting. For You know what I mean? For the third time this month. Right. And what did I say? I was like, yeah. Until you go on a legendary postseason run, I cannot believe you're the best player in the world. So I say this, and listen, I like Joel. You guys know last year I was riding with the Sixers. I believed in him. Uh, I, Joel could have scored 100 last night, and I would not believe he's the best player in the world. My standard for the NBA is very different. than I think each sport's obviously different. And until you, I know... And you don't have to win the title when I say a deep right, playoff right, run. Right. I mean that you're playing in the final game of the year and, you, and, you're, playing well. and you're playing well mm-hmm. throughout. Until you do that, I don't think you're eligible for the, the mythical crown. Mm-hmm. So right now, like Giannis is eligible. Embiid, or I'm sorry, Joker's eligible. Steph theoretically is eligible, even though he's not right now. LeBron's eligible, even though he's not right now. Like, Joel's not eligible for it, in my opinion. Great take from Brendan Haywood. Form, shout out to Brendan Haywood, uh, former player, calling the game. He said Philly reminds him a lot of Denver. Embiid this year being criticized for winning the MVP award. Jokic last yeah. year being criticized. You're set for not winning, making a deep yeah. playoff mm-hmm. run even though you won the MVP. Second guy, Jamal Murray, kind of a combo guard, oh. big-time scorer, not really a perennial all-star. Tyrese Maxey, combo guard, big scorer. Both teams, a lot of depth, good coaching. It's some similar. Philly is, man. The fans in both cities hate me, but for different reasons. <laughs> uh, are you going to the MVP? Right now, I think I would have to. Yeah. Give him my vote right now. It'd be weird if he doesn't. 
Check out our podcast if you get a chance. It's been excellent. And our YouTube channel. Mr. Beast is actually on Twitter now. Took his eye off the ball a little bit. <laughs> Medals time. Uh, well, hey, not how yet. About we promote tears time <laughs> tomorrow at four o'clock. Medals time. Four team tears. That's going to be a short segment. This is Jalen Brown on Luca. Usually, I give the guy the benefit of the doubt. Like, no, oh, usually stepped so. on. Nope. He just got straight, shook. Straight. Somebody on Twitter said Luca playing defense looks like a honey bun. It made me sad. <laughs> Bronze medal. Carl Anthony Towns. Wilds is calling it the worst 60-point game ever. I think he's right. You lose to the Hornets, you're 13-point favorites. Carl goes for 60. Your coach yells Devin at you. Booker, Silver medal. Durant. 43-6-8. A couple Twitter beefs. One GOAT conversation and a double-clutch shot. You do that in 1991 against some plumbers, and all of a sudden you're a legend forever. I'm just telling you. I'm kidding, Craig Elo. Elo was underrated. (laughs) Joe Ellerby. I'm kidding. Goes for 70, 18, and 5. There's the medal stand from last night. Is Craig Elo watching? News out of Milwaukee. Yeah. Adrian Griffin hired and now fired. Who so, didn't even make it to the All-Star game, bro? Uh, so, bro, Nick, I, I heard ahead. a week and a half ago, the day after the Celtics got blown out by the Bucks, that if the Bucks lost that game, quote, major changes were coming. And I blew it off because I thought they were talking players. And I'm like, you guys got major trade. Yeah. I didn't even think at the time that they were saying, might fire the coach we just hired. But it didn't seem like this didn't get off to the right start when he got rid of when right. Stotts quit right before the season. So a really weird tenure there. No, it, despite their record being second in the East, yeah. it, it was not looking good. I, I liked Boston better, Philly better, mm-hmm. and heck, Miami getting Terry Rozier, who fits Heat culture. I kind of yeah. like them a little better. Than, so they got to they need to get somebody in there. That's going to turn this thing around and get them playing some defense. Would you like Doc Rivers? Because it looks like that's who they're going to hire. No. (laughs) I mean. Wilds, give him your take. Coach Bud, look at the resume. Look. (laughs) It's something. Speak is up next. We'll see you tomorrow.